You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Bluestein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts, and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. When we first went in, one of the people said, who are you? And Tex said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Guten Morgen. Are you an artist? <laughs> Do you have artist friends? I studied art. <laughs> oh, that's really where? Uh, uh, New Jersey. Don't know of it. I studied art too. Oh my God. In London town. Oh my God, London. I don't know which accent. That's so high end. I know. So high end. Wow. Um, she, she's yeah. like a really good designer blouse, Jen Wilson. Absolutely. Especially blouse. with my new eyelashes. Oh my God. Shout out to my girl, Jenna. Jenna, you are the eyelash queen. Oh, they look beautiful. They do. And it also makes me look like I have eyeliner on. It does. It absolutely does. We love you, Jenna. We love you, Jenna. Hello. And Maria. Every episode is dedicated to Jenna. And good luck to you, Maria. And Maria. We love you, too. We love you, too. We send you well wishes. And we wish you the best in your next endeavor. We do. So, um, this, And we love you, Angela. And we love you so much, Angela. <laughs> but like this episode is in memoriam. Uh, to Maria, Maria, we won't say the rest of your name just in case, you know, you have a stalker from this. I don't want to be responsible. No, no, not at all. So, so oh, well, that was a long intro. That was a long intro, but, um, but you're hello, listening everybody. to Bizarre Buffet, motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. A podcast of all you can eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Turriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm your host, Mark Bluestein. There you go. And you I'm sitting on. in this chair and it's like. Oh, oh is it rubbing? Squeaky. I think it's rubbing it's up rubbing. against the air conditioning. It's oh. rubbing against the AC. So you guys what, like that squeaking? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I want to know tonight is like, what is the craziest, like as a child, do you remember the craziest art project you've ever done? Well. I'm going to start off with mine since our beforehand talk was kind of long as to whether or not I could remember one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, my niece, who is um, currently incarcerated, and we're not going to give you details because this could be another episode. However, Ooh. we would kind of like make these home videos where we had like an imaginary talk show or um, like we would have some sort of topic or discussion you know a real regis and kathy lee r.i.p regis who wants to be a i think she was more of a regis oh yeah maybe and you were the kathy lee yeah, yeah i was definitely more of a kathy lee um you know i've never had sweatshops um but you know to each his own hashtag don't support sweatshops anyway who wants to go next so as a child, and this is like the only art project that my mother has saved. Okay. I probably was like four or five years old in pre-K. Uh-huh. And it was during like President's Day. So it's that February. February. Yeah, right. February is President's Day. Probably. Probably. And <laughs> I drew a picture of Abraham Lincoln, but oh. the face. Uh-huh. 
was an actual penny that was glued oh, to a paper. Jen. So you have the a real little conceptual art. mixed media. You yeah. have this little penny that's glued to the paper, and then you have. <laughs> I have the picture. I have to like. Maybe we can like actually post it on like Instagram. I think we should. And it has, um, it has like his little top black hat, and I drew like a body, but like his like hands had like his fingers were like long sticks. Oh. Oh. And it and it actually said Jen Wilson on it, or maybe Jennifer Rose. I don't know. Oh, one, one your artist, two. your artist's name. Yes. Name. You were like, Ma, get me a penny. I'm tired of drawing this shit. What about you, Mark? Well, how was the penny attached? Was it glued? Yeah, it was glued. Oh, it was glued. I glued so it. Glue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, and that's very clever. That's I'm going to have to go find glue. this because this is definitely, like, the one thing that, like, my mom saved throughout the years. And I've done some really interesting, like, projects during my lifetime. But yeah. Well, maybe. That's the most clever, I think, that I've, I've done. I think I the budget that. for it was a penny. Exactly. Yeah. Worth one cent. Worth <laughs> But on uh, the marketplace, it might be worth more now because Jen Wilson from Bizarre Buffet, original artwork. Yes. Maybe we'll auction it off. (laughs) You're like, Mom, sorry, I sold this on Instagram. So, Mark, tell us about um, the craziest art project you ever did as a child. As a child? Um, When I was about five or six, my mom signed me up for these classes these art classes at the ymca and we did sculpture one week and i made uh, i'm going to describe it so it was clay and it was brown and i made this brown blob that was like in the in the shape of like a u but like a crooked u and i painted it black and called it a seal because it's in the shape of a seal and it literally just looks like a petrified dookie with black tar on it say no to seal clubbing but i was so determined to say it was a seal my parents still have it on display i really think that we should auction off sea turd and abraham lincoln (laughs) absolutely and i can auction off videos from a killer if you'd like okay oh god it'll be the the most ridiculous art auction ever absolutely bidding starts at less than a dollar all right. Welcome. <laughs> so, Afidasin. Mark, why don't you tell us what we're getting ourselves into today? Yeah, where are we going? We're we're going to every art museum right now. Oh. So the reason why we're talking about these like random art pieces that we made as children or youngsters is because for today's topic, we each picked an obscure and unique art piece from an artist that we might follow or just might be an art piece that moved us or that we found intriguing. But these are all works of art that we're going to discuss that are appropriate for Bizarre Buffet. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. So, so do you want me to go first? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Around. Okay, everyone. So the conceptual art piece that I picked out that I am obsessed with and am actually considering getting a tattoo of. Ooh. Ooh. Tattooing. It is called the Euthanasia Roller Coaster. Oh. And if you guys don't know what this is, it's a hypothetical roller coaster 
conceptual art piece by Lithuanian artist Julie Jonas Urbonas. Uh, who I don't I don't say know. that like five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Arbonus. So he has a PhD from the Royal College of Art, and he also used to work at an amusement park. Oh, so oh! He's like fusing together his two passions. Okay. And maybe euthanasia is his third passion. Well, um. we support Dr. Kevorkian. Wherever you are right now, I know you're dead. So, but whatever. It's a thing. Well, I think Dr. Kevorkian would probably take a ride on this coaster mm. because this roller coaster is designed to take your life, but with elegance and euphoria. And that's mm. what the artist has claimed. Now, there was a lot of work put into this, not just in terms of, like, the aesthetic and the concept, but they had to do a lot of, like, scientific research, um, even, like, physics, probably aerodynamics, um, even, mm. you know, all, all that shit. Like, what it would take to make it an actual working yes. device. Yeah, so to describe what it, what it looks like, because it has a very unique and distinctive look... It's one very large drop that would be 1,670 feet, um, which is taller than the Empire State Building. Goodness. And apparently it would take two minutes for the roller coaster cart to make it to the top, Mm -hmm. which would give you enough time to like reflect on your life and maybe consider if you want to complete the euthanasia roller coaster or not Mm -hmm. because at the top there would be a button to stop if you're like i don't want to go through with this Mm. now after what if you're a roller coaster junkie and you're like i don't want to die but i really want to experience this i know like me well exactly yeah (laughs) well then you're gonna die oh god so after the 16 the the 1670 foot drop there are seven loops in a row, so seven inversions. Now, after that, after the second inversion, you will most likely already be dead. So the other really? five, talk about overkill. I know. Right? Um, but the other, the other five inversions is to just like ride it out and solidify the, the just deal. Just to make sure they're really corpsey. Yes. Okay. Now. It um, has a G-force of 10, which I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that is what kills you. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And the duration of the ride is apparently 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Now, there's no actual ride of the euthanasia roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put it into perspective, King Dika, which is the world's largest roller coaster, which is in Six Flags, mm-hmm. took millions of dollars to construct. And it's not as tall or elaborate as this. But there is, however, a 3D mini model, which was displayed at the Science Gallery in Dublin, where Urbonus debuted this idea and this concept. Now, the ride would cause something called cerebral hypoxia, which means that you would have a lack of oxygen to the brain, which would cause you to experience like a very deep euphoria and black out. Um, So for him, it's a very um, like ethical way of doing, you know, passing someone away. Yeah. Now 
the thing that I find cool about this is not just like the aesthetic of the roller coaster because it's very identifiable and it's just it's kind of bizarre to look at. But it opens up so many questions like first, what is what is this art piece categorized as? Is it a concept? Is it a point of view? Is right. it a sculpture? Is it an idea for a horror film? Is it sci-fi? Is it a political stance on euthanasia? I think it's all of them. Probably. I mean, it could be I would all say of all them. of the above. Like, to me, I think it's just... Um, I mean, I consider it more of an art piece, but with science involved and mm-hmm. also a political stance and commentary. Because, you know, when you think about it, it's like many people do believe, and I personally am one of them. I will not speak for everyone because Jen and I have discussed how we do not like that. We do not like we when people not. speak on behalf no, of a group. We are not fans. Don't you ever person. speak on my behalf? So I'll tell you what I think. There's so much teeth. Oh, listen. Listen, that's how we always talk that's to each other. Talk, so I'm waiting in line on this fucking yeah. line. I want to get on my roller coaster. Uh, no, but uh, what I was saying is that um, I think everyone should have the choice as to whether or not they wish to die. And I know the controversy behind that statement um, is that, you know, like with Jack Vorkian, was that a lot of people who weren't sick were going to him mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because. So that's where it becomes kind of hairy. Yeah. You know, because, you know, there is the issue of people who may not be in, you know, the right state of mind who are making these choices. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of debate and it depends on your stance. But I mean, overall, like as an individual who is healthy, sound of mind, I think whatever you want to do is your right. Um, so I think the roller coaster is definitely, um, it's a stance in a way as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's a definite, uh, perspective. And I think what's cool is that there's science behind it. Like something like this could in theory be built. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what it would take. It would never be done. In my opinion, it would have to be a very, very, very liberal country because also, Oh, God, who's going to have the job of, like, taking all the bodies off the roller coaster? I mean, they're grave diggers, but you don't actually have to pick up the body and throw them in. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a wild idea. And I just, I drew a picture of the roller coaster. So oh, you maybe guys we'll can um, see. show it on but Instagram. That's we should show with it on Jen's Instagram. Abe Lincoln Penny portrait. It's just like a very simplistic design, but it also looks very foreboding. Mm. That's exactly what they said about me when I was created in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, euthanasia roller coaster. Well, maybe one day when we were all just so done with it, Bizarre Buffet will go on a ride and see what happens. Yeah. Does science stand the test? We'll find out on our next episode. Maybe, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the dark one. I'm sorry. You are. All right. So, um... Jen, do you want to? I I guess I am. I mean, I can go. You want me to go? No, I feel like we should keep yours for the end. (laughs) Okay. After I I heard that clip, I'm like, let's leave that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have audio for you on this one. Oh, my God. Audio with your audio. 
So I chose a piece that's called Rhythm O, which is a six hour performance art piece by Serbian artist Marina Abramovic. Oh. I love her. Yes. Tell me about this. So this was performed in Naples in 1974. And the work like pretty much essentially was involved her standing still for six whole hours and the audience was invited to do whatever they wished to her and there were 72 objects on a table so some of the objects included a rose a feather perfume honey bread grapes wine there were scissors a scalpel nails a metal bar and there was a gun loaded with a single bullet Goodness. And Marina Abramovich, for those who don't know, like she's a performance artist who really focuses on kind of like the audience and the the artist and kind of like breaking that that fourth wall. Um, and what happens when the audience kind of has free range to do whatever it is that they please. Mm. Um, and there was just like it was pretty much like she was standing there next to a table and, you know, everybody lined up took an item and did, you know, whatever it was that they pleased. And her instructions were just simply, they said, there are 72 objects on the table um, and that one can use on me as desired. It's performance. I am the object. And during this per, 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 and during this performance, I take full responsibility. So for six wow. hours, she pretty much stood there while, like, people pushed her, like, to her limits. Um you know, it and it started very simple where like people were kind of just like changing like her her arms and her gestures and you know, um, you know, fixing her hair and then like, you know, they said that in the third hour it kind of like branched out until like her clothes were cut from her with the razor blades and you know some people started to explore her body like with razor blades and cutting her skin. Um, her throat apparently was slashed and <gasps> so that someone could suck her blood. What? Yes. Um, oh. There was oh. apparently some minor sexual assaults as well. I'm sure. Um, oh, wow. And she was so committed to the piece that she would not have resisted rape or murder. Wow. Um, and actually, yeah, so... Towards the end, the loaded gun was, like, thrust to her head with her own finger, like, being worked around the trigger. Are you fucking kidding? Well, I mean, what an asshole thing to do. Yeah. And, like, so her response to, like, after this whole piece was, what I learned was that if you leave it up to the audience, that they can kill you. I felt really violated. They cut up my clothes, stuck rose thorns in my stomach, one person aimed the gun at my head and another took it away. It created an aggressive atmosphere. After exactly six hours as planned, I stood up and started walking towards the audience. Everyone ran away to escape the actual confrontation. I fucking bet they did. Um, when the gallery announced the work was over and she began to move again, she said that the audience left and like they were unable to like face her as a person. Of course. And I think, I mean, I don't know. In in my opinion, this sounds like uh, she was objectifying herself. So all of these objects were there. 
and it was a, you know um, a test of sorts to see how far right. will human beings go. Well, that's what she likes to explore. She likes to explore the relationship between the performer and audience, and the limits of the body, mm-hmm. um, and just possibilities of the mind. Um, and that's kind of how a lot of her work, yeah, is. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I mean, how cool is that, right? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. It's fascinating. It really is. I think it's interesting where it started off as something simple. Like you said, they were changing her gestures and then they started pricking her with the thorns and then the razor blades. Progressively got worse. Yeah. Well, there was another piece in the 60s that was very similar to this, a little less, like a little more tame. Yoko? Yes, Yoko cut piece. Uh, Yeah. She sat there in a dress with the scissors and the audience one by one would come and cut a piece of her dress off. And by the time I think the performance was over, she was like fully nude. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's frightening. And I think it's the type of thing that gives you a perspective into human behavior and that people can so easily see past a human if they are just, you know, not engaging or putting themselves in a position that's vulnerable and people know you're vulnerable and seeing who will take advantage of that. It's a very like predator uh, in predatory nature. You also have to think that this was a time that would have been considered very controversial for a piece like this. This was in the seventies. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like for instance, for me, I remember once I went into an art gallery and probably Soho. Maybe you were there. Or I may have been with our friend Ashley. Who, Ashley, you're not listening. Ashley, you're definitely not listening uh, to this. <laughs> and at this point... We shout out every week and we know you're not listening. I know. And it's a trend that I feel like at this point when we reference you, we just have to say it. I'm sorry. We love you, though. Um, <laughs> but it was like, uh, like a plywood box. It was painted white and there were nails in it. And there was a hammer hanging from a metal chain link. Now, under this piece, there was um, a bucket with nails in it, implying, like, I mean, do I add to this piece? Can I, can I fucking mm-hmm. put a goddamn nail in this thing or not? You know? And you look at it, and it's very tempting. But also, this is an actual fucking object. It's mm-hmm. made of wood. It's nails. It's something that you know, is, I mean, I don't know, I think more of a normal response other than a human being who's standing there and there's a gun and you're going to fucking point it at their head. It's a little different when you're like, oh, but I think it's like a similar idea Mm -hmm. or concept, right? I've always been very fascinated with the work that she does and how she really kind of just has no limits yeah, I mean, it's really, I think that is art in the truest of forms, really, because... Yeah. Like, not being afraid to be completely vulnerable. Yeah, and I mean, as we know, leaving, you know, 
things in the hands of humans is a very frightening prospect. Um, and you really don't know yeah. what'll happen. But I wonder if someone killed her, like let's say someone shot her, was is there legal documentation where she said, you know, I'm approving of this? Is that even a thing? Can that be a thing? Uh, that's where I'm confused. Right. Like if somebody actually yeah, murdered they sh- her. Yeah, they shot her in the head and yeah. she was dead. I mean, yeah. I think she, as an artist, would take full responsibility for that. She had another piece where she pretty much like had her fingers splayed. You can actually find the video on YouTube. She has her, like her one hand just on the floor and she has a knife and she's going between every finger. Oh, I've seen that. And once she stabs herself, she gets a bigger knife and she keeps doing it going back and forth. And then once she, when she stabs herself, she keeps getting a bigger knife. So you can definitely look that up on YouTube. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can I share an art gallery story with you guys real Go right quick? Ahead. Sure. Because I feel like this is appropriate. So when I I went to school for art, that's what like my little degree is in, studio art and art history. But um, I had to see this art piece in the Brooklyn Museum by this feminist artist named Judy Chicago. Hey, Judy. And the name of this art piece is called Dinner Party. And the best way that I can describe it is that it's this triangular room that is really large and it looks like it's made out of acrylic. So it's like high shine resin and there's three long ass tables in the form of a triangle and each there's like multiple dinner sets like plates like throughout the thing and each plate is like a vaginal shape and then the name of a famous woman is on it and it's called the dinner party it's like a super feminist piece but when you go it literally looks like you're on a spaceship and that's not the intention i don't think that was the intention of it but um it just it looks like you're on a spaceship because it's all black it's all like high resin i think there's like fluorescent lighting as well and I had this really snot rocket of an art teacher. I'm looking at it. I'm. I'm. I had to look it up for a Can visual. Yeah. Is that not okay? Oh, Star Trek. It, yeah, it's got a very space feel to it. So, like, she like hyped up this. I I I thought it was a horrendous art piece. Just pretentious. I love you know my conceptualism and. Oh but my god! I, I just couldn't get into it. So, anyways, so we like had to talk about it. In in our class, vagina plate. Yeah, we're looking at Sojourner the vagina plate. Truth. It's like ceramic vaginas. Emily Dickinson. Oh, what um, does hers look like? Emily's is a it's a very frilly vagina with like doilies. It's like a pink frilly vagina. <laughs> well, so get this. What so does mine look like? We had to we had to discuss it as like a class and no one wanted to say anything because like half the kids were weren't like serious about art. And I was always like the outspoken one, so I got the the ball no rolling. Way. And I said to the teacher, I was like, I don't see what the big deal is. I felt like I was on an intergalactic vaginal spaceship. And her jaw just dropped and she was like, "Ugh." interesting intergalactic vaginal spaceship (laughs) but everyone agreed with me it was it was like i don't know i I get it but i didn't really understand did you feel like in college because like i went i went to like an like art school as well as you know 
But do you feel like some of the stuff that you were exposed to was like very avant-garde and out there and like you felt like you had to have an opinion about it, like in a positive way? Like I look back on like some of the like work that I've had to see and like it was absolute garbage. Well, there was a lot of art trash out there. Yeah. For sure. Um, so. I I agree. It, well, in my experience. I agree. Like, no, in the art world. Oh, my God, Mark. I can't. I can't with the tongue. He's no been, one can listen. see my tongue. <laughs> listen, Mark. Don't been, tell everybody about my tongue. Listen, Mark's been doing that all day long. Listen. I mean, all all life long. Yeah. Oh, all li- all life long. Yeah. But I agree. All like life you're long. So, in the art Jennifer. schools, they want you to like everything. All yeah. life long. So, Mark, Mark, what's your art? Let's save the best for last. Because this. Oh, well, yes. Let's play the audio, I guess. All right, so let me give. um, (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Okay, children. You're making me want to ride the euthanasia coaster. Oh, my God, but it's. (laughs) I would have rode that shit a long fucking time ago, given the chance, but I'm here with you two, so. Get with it. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, Thanks a lot. I, love you too. I love you so much. Um, I love you so much, my Kindness and love. Always. Okay, here we go. So, um, <laughs> Mark and I, we're very big fans of this. Well, speaking of conceptual artists, um, she's a singer who, well, uh, she was originally from Germany. And she started as a fashion model. And I mean, like, early fashion model, like when Chanel looked like, you know, I don't know, nothing that you would see today. So she was on the forefront, you know, and she made her way to being a singer. Her name is Nico. Um, But Nico was kind of a muse for a lot of people. Um, She was brought in to work with the Velvet Underground via Andy Warhol because, you know, I guess he was a talent scout of sorts and he was like oh cool weird looking woman who has this kind of odd deep voice you know um so he brought her in and that's kind of how she started propelling more forward into the art world um she met a man who ended up being her boyfriend um and he was an art film maker uh, his name was philippe Garel. And she was the focal point of a lot of his films. Um, And his films centered around, I mean, some of the things you would have to get very pretentious and, I mean, into and to kind of figure out what the meaning is. But I also feel like these films are kind of meant for you to make your own meaning Mm -hmm. Uh as to, I guess, much of what art is about. Um, But this particular film was visually very stimulating and you really had to search for it like years ago. Like you could not find it on YouTube. Now you can find like clips, but uh, it was filmed what in various parts of Iceland, uh, in the Sahara desert. Mm -hmm. um, And it's just very odd. So I'm going to play this clip for everybody. (laughs) And Jen Wilson's laughing because you know, this is the first ever using an audio clip and you know, something here, enjoy. This is, um, <laughs> well, the um, French uh, name of it is La Cictrice Interieure, something. The Inner Scar. The Inner Scar. It translates to. Um, 
any of our French listeners, please forgive that butcher. Ashley, Bonjour. you're not listening, yeah. but you our, can translate. Our 1% of French listeners, bonjour. Um, bonjour. <laughs> bonsoir, rather. That's good night. Whatever. Here we go. That's me when people don't stand six feet. <laughs> That's a COVID. Now I have a now I have a question. Okay, so Jen this is... saw the clip. Mark, would you? Uh, oh, I've seen this. Seen I, that, I, right? I so yeah. okay. So for those who were listening, there was a girl that was following a a boy. Yes. In a very, she was in like a, a white nightgown. And what was like, <laughs> and he's like wearing. Wait, what is he? Wearing? It's like a heavy material desert dress. And he's in like it looks like, like he's in like this weird like vest and brown vest and pants and a white shirt and he's just like walking. Yeah. And this girl is like literally just following him behind. Yeah. Now is this like the entire video like in different parts? Like no. is, she, is this the same two people? Yes. Yeah, so the same two people are in the entire film. Um, they are in different landscapes, so you'll see her in. This. Is that Nico who's doing yes. the screaming? Uh -huh. Oh, that's her. Um, you'll like see her in this weird kind of cave mm -hmm. scene, um, like walking in the desert. Yeah. Um, so it's a very, it's a very interesting film. And hold on, we'll play another clip for you. Okay, should we do another another clip? Yeah. Okay. But maybe we should tell everyone what, like, the gist okay. of the art film is. Okay, so... Because it's... what? How long is it? Like, is it, like, it's 40 minutes? Uh, the art film is probably about 40 minutes mm -hmm. to an hour. I believe it's, like, an hour or under. Okay. Um, so, uh, Nico... It's hard to find footage of Nico in general, yet alone this film. Mm -hmm. But you can find bits and pieces of it on YouTube. Um, but... According to her, um, this film was inspired um, by the director or the filmmaker, uh, Electro, Philippe. yeah, Philippe, Philippe Garel, Garel. Uh, electroshock treatments that he had mm -hmm. when he was young. Um, we all know that was a very popular method of treatment, mm -hmm. you know, for anything that they perceived to be mental illness or even people who didn't have any kind of illness at all. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of really, you know, negative things associated with that because they just kind of used it for anything. So this film was supposed to be uh, an adaptation of his experience and hmm. that happening to him. Now, I mean, as to whether or not you can... Um, pull that from this film is to be you know <laughs> uh i guess it's up to interpretation but it's definitely uh, well in like in the the film it's basically they're in this desert landscape it's nico and this gentleman and they're kind of just like wandering aimlessly through the desert and you know there's like a bit of distance between them so they're not really connected as people and, you know, there's, like, a ring of fire, there's a horse, there's her wailing for no reason. Uh, yes. It's very avant-garde. It is. And I mean, that I have a tattoo that says avant-garde on my arm, but... It does. I, you know, 
it's very avant-garde and also she had that album desert shore yes and the album desert shore which is one of my all-time uh it was my first tattoo that i ever had done you have desert shore on your arm i do and it's in red ink and you know something the red ink tattoo has lasted a lot better than most of my others it looks great thank you um, but the, all of the music from Desert Shore was used right. for that album. And um, a lot of her other albums, uh, I think in particular the Marble Index, was used in um, his other films mm. that she did. So let's see. We'll have another clip. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. Jen Wilson, you want to watch? So ready. Let's try this. see him what's happening right now Jane? she's on a horse and it looks like a little boy is guiding her there's fire on the ground in the desert mm-hmm. as fire normally goes to and now Nico's standing by a big pond mm-hmm. the wind is blowing mm-hmm this man in the vest is walking again and Nico is pushing him oh, and he's they're having an altercation they're having an altercation and, and that's Nico singing mm-hmm. it actually looks kind of choreographed like the way they're now Nico's on a rock and there's a waterfall behind her and the man <laughs> on the horse I think he looks naked oh and now Nico is singing and this man in the vest is on his knees in the desert. I think it, the, did the horse fall in the background? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, is that horse okay? <laughs> the end. All right. Well. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed my commentary. That was awesome, Jen. Com- Jen, I think we I need to like do- I felt like I was in the desert I know. shore. I was like, wow, I don't even need to watch it right now. <laughs> Jen, you should do director's commentary. I should. Jen, you should contact Philippe and be like, "Hey, question. Um, <laughs> do you want? Do you want to like do like a re-release? Collab? Do you want to do a re-release? Yeah, so- let's let's do a 40th anniversary DVD. <laughs> so wait, when did this came out in the late 60s or early 70s? I believe early 70s yeah. because I believe uh, early to mid 70s Desert Shore the album was released. Yeah. Mm. There's a video artist named Kenneth Anger. I feel like this is like a more minimalist approach to Kenneth Anger. Yes, can, yeah, absolutely. Um a bit of um just thrown around my less, heart. Degree. Less crass Kenneth yeah. Anger. Yeah. Yeah. But well. it's we actually have a poster of it in our We do. right behind us yeah. of uh the inner it's, scar. Yeah. Yeah, because... And I've uh, been staring at it this whole time that Mark's talking. Yeah. And I'm staring at Edie Beale. Edie Beale. Edith Beale. What brings Mother you to Grey Gardens? Mother wanted me to come out in a kimono so we had quite a fight. <laughs> yeah, we have a Grey Gardens poster. We do. Edie Beale watches We've us. decided that um, when the Marks get married, mm-hmm. I will be... I will be the will high priestess. The high Edie priestess Beale. dressed as Edie Beale. Yes, absolutely. It'd be kind of cool. It would be. And then she's and then Jen's gonna dance like in the like movie. Nico. I'm gonna yeah, be like, like Nico. Yeah, oh, she's gonna just scream and we're gonna have uh, get away! <laughs> oh my god, Jen, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, so conceptual. Jen's a one take wonder. Wow, you know something. 
that fancy London school did you good, girl. Yeah. I'm proud. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Talented girl, our Jen Wilson. Mm. Well, you know, um, dear lovers, it's been so nice chatting with all of you. It's that time. It's, it's the witching hour. It's the witching hour, children. Ooh, Ooh spooky, spooky, spooky witch. But you know something, you know, we love sitting here with you so much. And um, we're all going to get in bed right now. And you should all join us. Every one of you, all listeners. Yes. Pile in. Human pile. Look that up on Google. <laughs> but don't do it if you have people with you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so how, how can our listeners find us? Um, well, I know you can find us on Instagram because that's what all the kids use nowadays, right? Uh, at Bizarre Buffet. And we have a Facebook page. Right, Mark? It's Bizarre Buffet. It is Bizarre Buffet. And Jen Wilson, where can people worship you? You can worship me on Zen underscore underscore Wilson. That's right. And, on Instagram. Uh, that's right. And Mark, where can people worship you? Um, I don't know. It's What's your Instagram? Oh, Mark Toriello. Jesus Christ. And Mark can- Toriello. But... It's more It's more important for you guys to subscribe to our podcast. It is. And if you want to find me, I'm um, at Leah Remini's Nails. I can't even <laughs> say it without laughing. Mark's Leah, Leah Remini's Nails. Yes, thank Mark you. Mark Bluestein's. Yeah, my Instagram I is almost at... Said, I almost said MySpace page. Oh. Your Instagram page is, is Leah Remini's Leah, Nails. Leah Remini's Nails. Oh, Remini. God. How is anybody ever going to find me? Don't find me. I don't want you to find me, but find me. Find me. I have almost 5,000 followers. Oh, don't followers. listen to him. Oh, anyway, don't listen to him. Don't listen to any of them. All right. Well, we're going to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.